Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello, welcome to another edition of Mets Musings number 307. This has been a complete disaster tonight. We uh, tried to go live with the audio, with the video, and it's just been a, a mess. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to rip everything apart, figure it out. But uh, I figure we'll record it and play this as a recorded on uh, Sportscaster and the audio version of the podcast. So I hope that uh, you'll tune in and listen to that. Um. It's official, Mickey Calloway and the Mets named the coaching staff, and it's pretty much what we said it was going to be. Gary DiZarsina uh, will be the bench coach. Dave Island was named the pitching coach. Pat Rossler has been promoted from assistant hitting coach to hitting coach. Glenn Sherlock returns as the third base coach and catching instructor. Ruben Amaro Jr. will serve as first base coach and outfielder instructor. He will also... Uh, be in charge of base running responsibilities. Ricky Bonus will return as the bullpen coach, and Tom Slater will join the staff as the assistant hitting coach. Now, there was a report um, that the Mets were only going to allow Syndergaard and DeGrom to pitch more than three times or more than two times through the uh, lineup. Now uh, Mickey Calloway comes out and says he wants his pitches to throw, and if a guy's throwing a good game, he's going to leave him in there. So are we uh, having a little um, difference of opinion? Is Mickey Calloway not on the same page as the Mets organization? He's a former pitcher and a pitching coach. I'm sure he has his own opinions on how to run a pitching staff. He said in an interview on WOR that he hadn't heard the report and details his own plan, which differs from the one the Mets have leaked to the media. He says we are going to be prepared into the to going into the game, knowing who's a good matchup and who's not a good matchup. And if I see them tire, they're not going to get to face the lineup the third time through. But... If they're showing us that they can continue to go and they're strong, everything mechanically looks good, they're healthy and their stuff looks good, then they're going to pitch 12 innings if they can. It's not the first time the front office has not been on the page of the manager and the, the plans can change. You know, nowadays in this game, the front office wants more and more control over the game. And dictating moves like that with all of these stupid analytical factors involved. Uh, but Callaway, I like what he says. If a guy's pitching good, you leave him in there. If a guy's pitching uh, not so good, doesn't have the stuff, you yank him out. That's common sense. That's the way the game's been played. Not like Dave Roberts blowing the World Series by pulling out Rich Hill early in the uh, uh, game three or four, I think it was. Hill could have pitched. He was pitching a great game. Why they pulled him out? Because the analytics said he can't go the third time around. He starts to tire and they hit him. The batting averages go up. Well, 
came back to bite him in the butt as he burnt out his uh, bullpen, and the Mets don't have that good a bullpen. So if they're going to play that kind of game, it's going to be tough. But uh, we'll see uh, um, what they decide to do. You know, it's a long off season, and and uh, maybe the Mets uh, will change their plan. I think they ought to. I think they ought to embrace this throwing uh, program. Uh, like the Braves used to do. And uh, what Mickey Calloway says, these guys are going to throw instead of the attack they've taken in the past. If you throw, you build up your arm, you stretch it out, you're more flexible. It's the way I always was taught. And and look, there's a place, as we always say, there's a place for analytics, but it shouldn't be the all, the end all of everything. And I don't want some guy in a video room or sitting next to a computer telling the manager what to do. And again, why do we need a manager then? Have a row of lights or something that light up, hit and run. Well, no, they don't hit and run. So what's the difference? Put a put a, a shift in. Do this. Do that. And let the you know have some coaches. You don't even need to hire a manager. Of course, I'm sure Sandy would like that. And he, maybe even the Wilpons would save him some money. I, I guess I'm not, uh, you know, not in tune with this modern game. And, of course, now the rumors are all flying around. We had the general manager's meetings this week, and all the rumors are flying around of who's going to go after who. The Mets have been connected to the Japanese player that wants to come over, Shohani Otani, I think his name is. And then, um, they're not going to go for him. $20 million bucks, $20 million a post. They're not going to go for that. And then they got to sign him on top of that? No way the Mets are going to do that. I think sometimes they just let these stories out so uh, the fans get excited. But be a little realistic. I don't think they're going to go for him. They could surprise me, but I doubt it. They're in the Lorenzo Cain sweepstakes. They've talked to the Marlins about the Stanton. They've talked to everybody about everyone. What we need is some action. The interesting thing is they're also looking at Carlos Santana to play first base. That means they're not happy with Dominic Smith, and I wouldn't be surprised if Dominic Smith is moved this winter uh, to a team because I, I don't think, you know, he's penciled in as uh, the first baseman next year as of now, but pencils have erasers and it's not written in a permanent marker. It's written in pencil. So I don't think they're extremely happy with the performance that they got from him last year. And most scouts say he could use another year seasoning. So um, didn't show much. So now the Mets are in a bind. They're looking for an outfielder that can play first base. Probably the platoon with Flores. They could use Flores and um, whoever they may sign. 
And that'll, you know, that'll go a long way to see. There's even rumors that they're going after Neil Walker. He could play some first base and second base again. Jay Bruce has been mentioned. You know, there's a hundred guys that they've met. Willie Peralta out of the bullpen. Brian Shaw, who played with Cleveland and uh, Mickey Calloway, knows very well. Could be another bullpen guy. So you're going to hear a thousand names. And a thousand different connections uh, until a deal is made or a free agent is signed. You know, we can speculate till the cows come home, but uh, um, it is what it is, and, and they'll do what they want. And of course, the big question mark again is um, David Wright. What is David Wright going to do? Can he? Will he be able to throw? It, it's a, a big question mark that won't be answered till spring training. And look, even with his history of injuries these last few years, even by some miracle he can come back, he's not going to be able to play every day. Just between the back, the shoulder, Everything. There's no way he'll be able to play every day. So you're going to need somebody to to platoon with him or whatever. And, you know, Cabrera is coming back. So we'll see. Do you go out and get a third baseman? Do you wait next year, save your pennies, and try to go after uh, Machado? Who knows? We'll see how that works out. But um, speaking of free agents, Scott Boris, the agent for a number of free agents, shot his mouth off again. This guy loves to rip the Mets. And look, maybe he's right. Maybe he's not right. I don't know. But uh, it's really none of his business. And it's it's no way, to me, it's not professional for an agent to be ripping a ball club. I wouldn't want to do business with him. Unfortunately, Matt Harvey and Michael Conforto are his clients, and I wish Conforto at least would get another agent uh, because we need him more than Harvey right now. And um, But he he uh, ripped the Mets, said they were too cheap to play. To, uh, to pay players as a free agent, so that's why they're not going to make it to playoffville. He uses all these uh, fancy little thingies, you know. And the people should be annoyed. Well, he wants them to pay for his agents. And, you know, his players that he has under contract. And, look, he screwed a couple of them big time. So uh, he shouldn't be talking about... Uh, because he was greedy. Maybe uh, he's too greedy, Boris. Maybe if he was less greedy, the Mets would take uh, some of his agents on, uh, some of his players on. But he's so freaking greedy and, and wants so much money for his players all the time so he can get keep getting rich that uh, he's a pain in the neck to work with. So... Um, He's shooting his mouth off, and, and uh, there's, you know, the stuff is out there. You can check it out if you want to. Uh, personally, I don't think I'd waste my time, uh, but uh, not a big fan of Scott Boris, but 
He's got the money and he's got the power, I guess, or he thinks he does. And uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. All right, let, let's take a quick break here, and I'll be back after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shoftaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. But it always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show. And drop us a line, leave us a comment or a voicemail, question, anything at all. Call that number, 516-619-6341. Or go to MetsMusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe, and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone. Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at MetsMusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash Mets Musings and the Twitter handle is at Mets Musings 1. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And we're back. And uh, good news on the Mets front. Michael Conforto's Recovery from shoulder surgery is progressing well, and he should be able to swing a bat by late January. Uh, Joel Sherman of the New York Post is reporting this. According to uh, Conforto's representative, he's been working out regularly since undergoing surgery in September and should be fully ready to go in spring training. The 24-year-old Conforto dislocated his shoulder and tore the posterior capsule during a swing August 24th against Diamondbacks. Doctors quickly recommended surgery, and after a second opinion, Conforto reached the same conclusion. He underwent surgery on September 6th and was initially diagnosed with a six-month recovery period. With uh, with his uh, status for opening day in question, must have reportedly been looking for some outfielders that could rotate between first base and the out, outfield. So... Um, they're looking, but if he can go, that's going to help really uh, every situation that the Mets are finding themselves in right now. It solves a lot of problems if he's ready to go. And, but look, don't let's not rush him either. I mean, if it's got to be two weeks into April or May the 1st, we're still in good shape there. So let's not rush him. Let, let's make sure he gets 100% and gets that strength in that shoulder back so we're not going through this every now and then. He's had this happen a couple of times before, not to this extent and this serious. So now they're fixing it. Hopefully everything will be fixed 
perfectly and uh you know uh it was his back the back shoulder and his swing his left shoulder he throws right handed so it shouldn't affect his throwing at all he may even be throwing uh to keep his arm strength up now um but uh, it's mainly the swinging of the bat and how it's going to affect the swing we'll have to find out I wouldn't be surprised if he gets up to a slow start only because um, the hesitation in going all out right away is something that happens when you have a serious surgery and injury like this. So, um, But we will see how that goes. But that's good news that he's making a fairly quick recovery. And uh, let's hope for the best. And in a strange event that I still don't understand, Mets double-A pitching coach Glenn Abbott and triple-A pitching coach Frank Viola will swap places, according to Mark Carrig of Newsday. Abbott's move to the triple-A level comes after a six-year stint as the pitching coach for double-A Binghamton. While Viola had been a triple-A pitching coach since 2014, um... And so he's going to move to Binghamton. In October, the Mets fired AAA hitting coach Jack Voigt. So um, I don't understand the the maneuver there. Um, At least Frankie V is still in the organization. As you know, I thought he should have been up here as the pitching coach. I'm surprised he took what may be uh, considered as a demotion. But uh, maybe they want to see what he does other than in the Pacific Coast League because it's so difficult there for pitchers. Maybe this is just a, a preparation for the move to Syracuse. I I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, but uh, that's what they're doing. They're swapping places. Uh, the one is going at AAA, one's going to AA. So we'll see how all of that uh, works out as it goes along. And the Mets are interested in bringing back free agent infielder Jose Reyes, but they're also examining other possibilities. Uh, Reyes, a free agent, told the Mets he would love to return in 2018. He wants to come back in the worst way. Whether he fits into the plans is another question at this point. I would find a place for him. I would find a way to make him fit into the plans. I probably would have let Cabrera walk and kept uh, Reyes, but uh, they they pulled the option on Cabrera, so he's back. So that could hurt Reyes' chances of coming back. But uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of teams interested in him, so maybe they can get him cheap at the last minute. Again, this is one of those things that has to play out over the course of the winter, and uh, we just wait and see what the heck is happening. And uh, finally tonight, it's it's a long, it's a short show tonight. David Wright was inducted into the Arizona Fall League Hall of Fame on Wednesday night at Scottsdale Stadium. Wright participated in the Arizona Fall League in two thousand and three. And uh, hit 341 with two home runs, seven doubles, 15 RBI, and four stolen bases in 26 games for the Peoria, Peoria Javelinas. The 34 year old Wright was honored last year as one of the 
Arizona Four Leagues Top 25 All-Time Players. So congratulations to David Wright. Some good news uh, where it involves uh, Mr. Wright. And uh, um, that's great. He's going into the Hall of Fame. And one day when he retires, he'll be in the Mets Hall of Fame as well. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. There will be no show next week, being that it is Thanksgiving. So I hope everyone has a great, happy, and safe Thanksgiving and enjoy lots of turkey. Enjoy all the football games on the day and whatever else uh, comes your way on that day. Lots of desserts and uh, stuffing and mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and all of that. So uh, see you in two weeks. And in the meantime, remember, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets.